Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 109 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other fine podcast streaming services. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, please rate and review our podcast on whichever platform you use to help us be more discoverable to listeners who haven't heard about us yet. And now for this week's second podcast. Earlier this week, I brought you the first part of this special uh, episode that is uh, celebrating the successful run of Kinky Boots at London's Adelphi Theatre. Kinky Boots is a show that we have followed since its opening on September 15th. How can I forget that? It's my birthday, 2015, uh, which is way after the year I was born. Uh, And all of us at Curtin Gull have enjoyed seeing its run extended again and again. But alas, all good things must come to an end, as Chaucer once stated, I'm paraphrasing him, and Kinky Boots will be hanging up its sexy heels next Saturday, the 12th of January, 2019. In Tuesday's episode, Simon Anthony Roden and Oliver Thompson talked about their experiences of Kinky Boots the first time around and and what it means to be playing in such a loved and socially important show. In this episode, we dig a little deeper and get a little more personal as the boys relate how close to their hearts the show has grown, how important they believe the show's message is, and what they will individually take away from their time in Kinky Boots. Have a listen. Unfortunately, the show is coming to an end. Yes. Not yes. only here at this theater. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Um, can you? We sorry, we were just talking to you before we press record about the message that this show brings mm-hmm. and how how important do you think it has been to have this show on the strand at the heart of the West End? Massively important. I think um, a, a story like this, a topic like this, um, an image like this is so important because I think a lot of the time I, I've got even friends as well as like you know people that come and see the show uh, who say, oh, I weren't going to bother seeing that, but after I saw it, I think it was really good. You were really good. And it's a really good message. This show really brilliantly articulates why we should allow we should be allowed to be ourselves especially if we aren't harming anybody else yeah um so yeah so i think it's fantastically important that it it, it be on the west end and like you know obviously i'll be out of a job but um i would love this show to be um in the west end long um after i've done i've done it do you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because as i say like you know this generations of people that will benefit from hearing the story and s- hearing the story and seeing that there are people just like them in the world you know yeah. what i mean and and they and hopefully you don't have to suffer alone essentially yeah. um it is going on it is on tour at the moment actually and um uh, Kaiyushi has just taken over the lead role in edinburgh which is fantastic um and that's important because at least the country gets to see this um, see the story and hear the message yeah people may kind of choose to go to a theater they subscribe to a theater and they get their tickets because they're patrons and then but they choose to go to a show that may, they may not have chosen but go and come out thinking i wasn't expecting that i mean their girlfriends have brought them mm-hmm. yeah or, I, mean, I, I i think that 
um, the, the 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 message is, is the, I don't think that the dons of this world mm. are the da- are the more are the dangerous mindsets right. that we have to worry about. Maybe because it, it's maybe it's a bit more upfront and out there and aggressive, and they will out they will say quite confidently that maybe they I'm not I'm I not sure agree. about mm, women, yeah. men wearing uh, women's clothes or yeah. whatever like that. But it, the thing is that from what's been interesting from my sort of journey and from learning and also from people who are maybe similar to me who've been to see the show and stuff is the Charlie Prices of the world where mm-hmm. there's a sort of underlying prejudice yeah, that they, yeah. they're actually fine with yeah. um, they actually say oh I'm fine with I have you know the people who say oh I've got best friends who are gay that kind of thing but at the same time and I will admit to myself I was brought up yeah. in a society I remember in my um, in my hometown there was a man who used to wear um, ladies clothes and mm-hmm. used to walk around and me and my friends who were skater boys used to we would snigger at him yeah. and when I saw this show and it made me feel physically very very sick about yeah. how how I grew up and not because of my parents or not because of anything just because of society I think mm. maybe just and it made me think very deep very seriously about how God, how I should react now, and how I'd probably, it probably, I'd never approached it until I seen the show. Yeah, I obviously moved to London and was in th- in theatre, and so had had quite a liberal outlook on life, and mm. had and and my prejudices were, were were not really. I didn't. I had no, I no no problem with homophobia or anything yeah. like that. But there was still this thing about yes, when I grew up, I sniggered at a gentleman yeah. wearing women's clothes, which I'm very very embarrassed about, and that. I can say I don't have that attitude at all now. Mm. And they're the people that I think, they're the ones, that's the people that you need to change the minds of. You need to, because they'll be, they will come along and see the show and they will sit there and some, like you say, the, the, the dons of the world, you'll see them at the beginning be not happy about this. And by the end, <laughs> they're like, yeah, the Charlie Prices, the Charlie Prices yeah, of the world will sit there and they'll go along and they'll go, oh, this is fun, now yeah. And then they'll go away and they'll go, oh, the drag queen. They won't really approach... A, approach yeah. it themselves mm-hmm. yeah. um, some of them will some of them won't um, and that's where there's still room and a place for a story like this in, in our society and it needs to keep growing and keep like like you say on tour it's reaching yeah. more people and stuff and I think there will be more shows like this I mean we started off with the Billy Elliot's where you have yeah. a boy dancing yeah. and then yeah. you have this you have this show and then sort of the Jamie um, yes, everyone's talking about Jamie is sort of yeah. sort of bridges the gap between yeah. Kinky Boots and and, and uh, Billy Elliot, yeah. and, uh, and before you know it, it's going to get and it's it's going to get broader, and we're yeah. going to have mm. we're going to have a, a wider spectrum of shows for people because everybody should be catered for mm-hmm. in every medium of mm. entertainment, and um, and I think theatre can lead the way and can push boundaries so that TV and film can feel more yeah. confident and, and vice versa yeah. but it, it fundamentally just comes from from just keep on putting stories like this out there in front of people's faces and they'll just and, and you, you learn about you learn about your own prejudices and your own beliefs and how you've looked at things and so um, for me it's been really powerful but it's good because I can kind of use that on stage every night not yeah. that it's how I feel now but I when I have the the monologue at the end, where I'm apolog- yeah. apologising to Lola, I feel I feel I feel horrible because also I've I've laid into Simon, my mate, who's standing there dressed as this beautiful woman. <laughs> I've laid into him, and I and and we we go for it. We do. We yeah. go for it, and we have to bring some sense of truth and honesty to yeah, it yeah. for it to hit home for the audience. And afterwards, I stand I stand there doing that monologue, and in the audience, I know there's going to be a lot of people who 
who have been made to feel like they're not a man mm. or what have you and and that that is heart wrenching yeah. because we should nobody should have to nobody should have to feel like that in this day and yeah. age but it only happens by broadening people's outlook on things can you feel that coming from the audience as well? I've heard, I, 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 every time I've seen it, there have been horrible reactions. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's a thing. I mean, sometimes we do have audible, audible reactions, but I think also it's the non-audible. So especially in that confrontation scene that, um, that Ali's referring to, um, it's silent. Like, yeah. you could hear a pin drop, and that's when you know that they're listening mm. and that you've got them and they're invested in both sides of the story. And that's what's equally as important. But 100%, like, people are totally behind... Like, we, we, take, we really take them on a journey. Yeah. Um, and that's why, at the end of the show, they are on their feet and they're, a cele- they're celebrating with us because it is a celebration by the end of it. So... They need to... They have to at some point, they have to... They, they, they need to feel disappointed in me, <laughs> disappointed in Charlie, and not hate me. Yeah. But at the same time, what I think Simon does brilliantly is that, that no one feels sorry for him by the end. Yeah. It's like there is there's that moment where what comes with the the anger towards Charlie and the disappointment in Charlie and stuff. There is obviously a little bit of, of, of feeling sorry for Lola, but then by the time she comes back out, it's and that's that's the empowering thing. Yeah. That's the thing that leaves. Leaves the, the the people who would be the yeah. Charlie Prices and the Dons are kind of like going, oh, hold on, he was a proper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and like maybe that's maybe I should have a think about how I yeah, would be. Yeah. And then and then but at the end, her coming out feeling so strong and so it empowers everyone mm, in the audience, yeah. including the Dons and the Charlie yeah. Prices. Mm. They feel empowered. They go, I've learned something. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that, that but like you say that so the inaudible bit, the science bit is horrible because. On, on one or two occasions I felt I've lost the audience a little bit where if I push it too far yeah. by the end of Soul of a Man they're like good yeah. <laughs> I hope you feel bad yeah. but they should feel like okay I mean he sings that song like his voice is ridiculously like it's just so powerful and I can't imagine that they'd ever feel anything except for you know glory and adulation really but I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that they need you happen. need to show that you're in pain yeah, so yeah. You're, you're going through it's punishment yeah. exactly take it low just two more questions guys if that's alright mm-hmm. right. um, yeah Broadway production's also closing yeah um, and um you know, and but there, there is a tour, you know, on, on, in the states, and, mm-hmm. and they, they were do, they, it's going here. The tour is here, and into next year. And you've already talked about the how important it is to regional theaters, and I, I think in America as well, it's really yeah, important yeah. to get this place, you know, get the get the so show into, states, into yeah. Texas and Florida, and Absolutely. you know, especially when things like happened in Orlando, you know, and that I know that Kiki um, went to um, the Dr. Phillips Center, but. Um, what? How important is Kinky Boots' legacy? Not just to this game, but to musical theatre in general. You touched upon it, saying there's been some bridges. But what do you see is Kinky's le- legacy in in the kind of uh, the, the canon of new contemporary musical theatre? For me personally, like I'm not a massive fan of musicals generally, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love the stories and I love the period, but I'm not a massive fan of it. Like, I, I definitely, you know, like, I, I definitely appreciate, you know, different genres of, of mm. music and stuff. And I think for me, um, the music is one. Like, the, the, the I, you know, again, I guess Cindy Lauper even said it as well. Like, she doesn't like musicals. <laughs> and I think she doesn't necessarily like the archetype of what musicals meant prior to, I don't know, you know, the, the early 2000s to mm. now sort of thing. Um, and I think um, her music and music like hers, for me, I think I think just for me as a person, it resonates more with me. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it it comes from a place, the contemporary 
every sound comes from a place that I understand and I and I recognise. And so from that point of view, I think that this show, is, this show's legacy is the contemporaryness of it all. I think. Mm. I, I I I think musicals are at their best when they're dealing with subject matter and people who live on the edge of society. So I think it's it's um, the yeah, the the underdog, be it the underdogs or be it the the people who are not accepted and stuff like that. So mm. I I as far as legacy, I think this has pushed the boundary. It'd be interesting to see where how far it goes next. Mm. Um, but these steps need to happen. If we suddenly just went all out, if you go too far too soon, you uh, sadly you alienate. A big portion of your audience, and you don't reach as many people. Yeah, so these stepping stones need to happen. So hopefully, its legacy is just that it it it, it pushes another story to be told that's even bolder and even braver. Yeah. Um, that include that makes um, another minority feeling very included and accepted right. in in the world of theatre and. and and just generally the world, not mm-hmm. just theatre, just doing everything. <laughs> the world. Because it's not, the thing is, it's not, these, the people who, the, the, the drag queens, the transvestites and stuff like that, it's, as much as it, it has a, an air of, it is theatrical, it's life yeah. for them. It's, it's, it's a choice, it's a, it's yeah. a way of life. It's yeah. not, it's not that they have, it's not they do it to dress up for a show like we are here. Mm. And I think that's, that's what this show kind of touches upon even though it has to glamorise it for musical and stuff, it does touch upon the fact that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wear this. Mm. He's gonna turn up to a factory. Isn't it? He'll yeah. do the, he'll do his cabaret nightclub. Yeah. And he'll also turn up to the factory. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, that's what's so funny actually. Sorry, <coughs> just to make a point of um, the, the, the idea and the glamorised version of what we put on stage um, is that people actually live like this, like Lola, like the angels, like the bad drags that we have in our um, land of Lola um, um, cabaret bar. Um, And what I find really funny is that whenever I go out of the theatre in the get-up because I've got a second show to do, I get those sneers and those sniggers that happen um, but I, I know that I, you know I've got the comfort in the fact that I'm doing a show and I don't actually do this. But there are people that feel most comfortable wearing those clothes, those pieces of um, clothing, and um, wearing that makeup. And and it's because we're in central London. I guess sometimes it's it's kind of accepted and they kind mm-hmm. of like it. And it's very nice makeup that's done by our uh, fantastic um, wigs and uh, wardrobe uh, and um, yeah. uh, makeup department. Uh, but at the same time, like um, people people's opinions need to change because again like I do get which I don't really mind but like people stare and they they snigger sometimes and it's just a bit like wow like we've got a long way to go still Still, you know still Mm. two sentences about what you guys have the fantastic it's an opportunity as the show's closing you have the opportunity to close a very very successful run of a very very successful show Mm -hmm. Um, what would you personally take away from from your time here at the Adelphi I have used a lot of um, stuff that's been going on in my own life, just from getting older and being a, just, you know, an actor like many actors out there who live with anxiety and depression and stuff. And I've, I've, for the first time, really felt like I've been able to apply um, that, those experiences into, um, into a show, into a role. Because what Charlie Price has to deal with is the grief, which. You know, like I've 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 experienced, is can be a massive trigger for anxiety and depression and and feeling like a failure. Um, and um, I think there are, there are moments in the show that I've 
felt like I've, I've really felt like I've completely lost myself as as a, as, a, as an actor. I mean, I feel like I've, I'm I don't I'm not aware of what I'm doing. Mm. If you know what I mean, I feel like I've I've learned a lot dramatically from this show, <laughs> just because it's just a lot deeper than the other shows that I've done. Um, and some of the stuff I talked about about stuff growing yeah. up and having the prejudices I've had to deal with, um, but I've I've learned to apply that to my performance, and it's something that I'm very proud of. And uh, the, the, when when you grow as a person and as an actor, uh, I think that's when you're when you're, you're happiest when you're when you when you feel a sense of pride about what you're doing. And and I think that's what I will always remember from Kinky Boots is um, is how proud I am that the stuff that I've had to overcome to step back out on stage and be brave enough mm. to share some of what's going on in my heart with an audience yeah. rather than having to put it in a box whilst <clears throat> doing Fiero yeah. and Wicked or whilst yeah. doing a rock show or whilst yeah. playing Sky Masterson and Guys yeah. and Dolls which is the shows I've done in the past yeah. now it's been very much like no I'm going to put some of me into this yeah. and whether they get it whether they know or not that it is me putting some of it in there or they think I'm just doing a good job acting <laughs> it doesn't matter to yeah. me it's the fact that I've been brave enough to use that absolutely absolutely um, I think for me what I'll take away from this show is I guess um, the message that it sends because uh, as I said like growing up in our society I, I never thought that um, a, a story like this I, I, you know, I guess, you know, there are small fractions of society where you are accepted in, you know, that small bubble. And I think the fact that this is such a major scale um, message tells me that uh, it is, uh, you know, re- reinforces my belief in myself, essentially. Um, and so um, along with that, I'll, I'll hopefully um, go into more jobs with the same attitude and hopefully change more minds. Um, I think the story that we tell in this is important, and I, and I feel so lucky to do so. And that's not always necessarily the case with particular, particular acting roles that you do. Uh, and, but I do hope that I will go along the line of work of being able to tell stories that matter because sometimes sometimes it's nice to just you know see a, a fairy tale essentially uh, because every you know life is hard within itself yeah. uh, but it's also um, interesting to sort of like tell stories that matter so um, yeah I think that's something that I'll definitely take away take away especially on a commercial scale brilliant Simon thank you so much thank have you. a great rest of the run Cheers. thank you Simon Anthony Roden and Oliver Thompson there. The final pairing of Lola and Charlie in the multi-award winning Kinky Boots at the Adelphi Theatre in London. Now, before we wrap up, if you are a theatre professional, head on over to CurtainCallOnline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. Uh, you can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Just get in touch with us by any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or write to me at John at CurtainCallOnline.com, and that is John with an H. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Simon and Ollie and the entire cast and company of Kinky Boots, past and present. Congratulations on a massively successful run. Well done, everyone. Enjoy your last few shows. And all of us at Curtain Call wish you the best for your next jobs, your entire career, beyond. You all deserve it. And break legs to the UK tour as it continues to wow audiences around the country. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.